Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast, the lighter look at the NFL. I'm your host, Richard Garraway, sitting across the desk from me. It's my co-host, James Arthur. G'day, mate. Hello, Richard. How are you? Good, buddy. How you doing? Oh, yeah. Can't complain. Excellent. Coming Actually, up- Richard, before we start, I'm going to cut you off quickly. All right. I need to apologize to all our fans for last week. Because the right tackle from the San Francisco 49ers also retired. retired. Anthony Davis is gone. We said he was a beast and how great he was, which is all true. However, he doesn't like want to play for a lot San of other Francisco. people, he's gone. So we apologize to all the 49ers fans that rubbed my nose in the fact that I didn't pick up on that. I did know. I just made a mistake, and I'm terribly sorry. Coming up on today's podcast, we'll hit on all the latest news. We'll discuss another article from the Inside the Playbook Australia Boys, um, a little bit about the franchise tag deadlines. We'll preview the AFC West, and we're going to finish off with a bit of question time and a really interesting article um, from Mike Santo, one of the uh, ESPN NFL insiders, about quarterback tiers, which got um, released today, which is a little interesting piece. Um, so we'll take a look at that as well. Um, as you mentioned, our sixth podcast, we just got through arguably our biggest mistake that actually went to air, yeah. um, and Chris led us back in the building. So it's all positive. We'll go over the newsroom. Yeah, there's no choice. We are his meal ticket. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. Okay, unfortunately, still in the off-season and camp hasn't started yet, so the news is pretty light on, um, but we're probably with the most interesting one. Adrian Peterson gets a new restructured deal, gets a new five-year deal, basically guarantees his 2015 salary of $13 million is fully guaranteed. Um, do you think enough posturing got this done? I'm not really sure what got this done. It's, it actually surprised me a little bit because they've given him a lot of money. This is a guy who hasn't played for a year. Uh, I know he is arguably the best running back in the league. Well, you're all in. You think he's going to have an outstanding year. I think he is going to be very good, but I, I just I don't know why they needed to re-sign him. They well, could have let him at least see how, they, how he played. Yeah. It must be. Are they trying to get well, cap space? He was one complaining, "I'm never coming back," and all that sort of rubbish. He clearly wanted something done. They've, there was three years left on the deal. They've restructured it. Um, year two, he's basically getting another thirteen million. Um, only guaranteed. There's a roster bonus built in um, to the thirty where he's. Base salary could be eighteen million in that third year. So that, he'll be cut. Well, that's question time, isn't it? That's where you can't trade that contract. No, so, but, but if you cut it, you're going to take too big a hit. Why not not resign well, you, him? You can and skip take the roster the bonus. You can skip the roster bonus part of that though. So there's well, hang on six million of roster bonus built into that. You can that. It's only twelve million of base, and you take the hit on that twelve. That's a lot to take a hit on. 
They said well, he, you don't he have might, to eat all of it. On a 30, what, at that point, he'll be 34 years old. Yeah. So that's a proud... I, I don't like it. I think it's a really bad contract. I think it's very good for him. And I think, obviously, him pouting through the off-season, you know, has, has really whipped the Minnesota Vikings into shape and got himself a new contract. And I don't think he's got any right to pout because what he did to him, as far as I'm concerned, is completely unacceptable. No, actually, I'd heard of a, a funny... I was listening to Dave Damashek the day who said, how quickly people forget what Adrian Peterson actually did. Yeah. Like, what he did was pretty bad. Now, Ray Rice, the only difference is Ray Rice video. has a video, and we discussed we this last, last week, week with Greg Hardy. It's how quickly people forget how bad a bloke yeah. Adrian Peterson was. Like, it's just crazy to me. Yeah. I think most people would would say it's pretty unacceptable to make a child go out in the backyard, pick a stick, come back into the house, strip it with leaves, shove it in said child's mouth, and hit the child repeatedly in the mouth and other regions which hurt if you're a man and you get hit there. Yeah. And most people have kind of gone, oh, he'll have a really good year and here's some more money. Exactly. That's just, I just can't believe it. They've, they've rewarded him all the stuff in the off-season. Plus, you know, he wasn't going to play for him. He wanted to be traded. And then, oh, no, here's a five-year contract that is all in Adrian Peterson's favour. Let's not look at it like the Minnesota Vikings helping themselves out. Yeah. Still on contracts. Titans, finally. Signed the number two pick overall, Marcus Mariota, the last draft pick to get signed to a deal. I still can't believe this took this long. Uh, we, we discussed this a few weeks ago. I'm not sure what the holdup is because, you know, but you don't know. The rookie contracts are, are very... They're set. Yeah, they're set. All that they can do is kind of mix around the bit of the guaranteed money, but there's not much you can do with them. So it's really odd. There must have been something in the contract that either... Mariota or his agent didn't like. They're all carrying on about um, things like not being allowed to surf in the off season, all sorts of stupid stuff. But none of it's confirmed. Like they're all, they're all just rumors about what was going in, what was going out. Yeah. And to me, look, I'm just glad they got it done. I, I, he's Mariota is clearly going to start for them, um, and he'll be there on day one of training camp when they break. You know. Couple of weeks. Well, I think the only person that was disappointed was Zach Mettenberger when he saw this contract got signed <laughs> because he's on the long way to a backup quarterback. It won't be long. He'll be there very quickly. That's not, no, he'll be there for a long time. Ah, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, in other news, uh, Goodell's come out during the week and said there's no timeline for the Brady suspension appeal ruling. No real shock there. They're going to drag that out. I don't care. I hate Tom Brady. Yep, we all know that. Todd Gurley is expected to start camp on the Rams um, NFI, which is the non-football injury list. Uh, for those who don't know, he's got a carrying over knee injury from college. Um, they've said there's no setback or anything like that. He's just not ready to go, so they can get that extra person on the roster for camp, basically. Yeah, basically another camp body. Look, the person this is in most favor for is, I think, is, is Trey Mason. Because if he can get, get in the there and, and really get get a few reps, and he already is he's a year up on girl and he knows the system. And I, we we I talked think, about the two of them last week. I think you could see Trey Mason really get a lot more carries, especially early in the season, because they're not they're going to work Gurley back very slowly. Yeah, and if he has a setback anywhere along the line, he could find himself on the pup which list, which is very well. easy to come. Like he's done a knee, hamstrings, quads, all that kind of stuff have weakened. Um, they want to make sure he's ready to go, and this is just it's just a way of basically having another roster spot open, so they can they can have a look at a guy. Yep, and last thing, um, Chiefs have waived uh, their uh, rookie Cox. He basically was arrested for an assault. I'm not going deep into this. We seem to be doing these every single week, but they've waived him immediately. What round was he picked in? I'm not, honestly not sure. That's yeah. how 
uninteresting years. Yeah. Um, it's, I think what you and I have said is if you're not that good and something happens to you, you're gone instantly. Mm-hmm. And if you're good, we'll find an excuse or a way to get you back in the well, league. Well, if, if you're not that good, you need to do everything right. Because I, I don't even know who this Cox is, but there's probably 50 guys that can do exactly what he can do. He's on the roster. He just lost that chance, and he probably will never get it back. Yeah. Um, transition while still talking about um, contracts. Um the guys at Inside the Playbook Australia have done one up quickly. The winners and losers, losers of the franchise tag deadline. I'll quickly go through what was signed because, um, mm-hmm. you know, we were predicting it last week. Yep. Um, and then we'll take a quick look at it. Justin Houston, linebacker at the Chiefs, got a six-year, $101 million deal. Um, Jason Pierre-Paul, <laughs> that's still up in the air <laughs> as are half his fingers. Des Bryant, wide receiver, Dallas Cowboys, got a five-year, $70 million deal. And Demarius Thomas, wide receiver, Denver Broncos, got a five-year, $70 million deal. And Stephen Goskowski, the kicker. He's next. I was Do not him. forget about the kickers, all right? They are people too. Four years, $17.2 million. How bad does that sound next to the others? Do you know he's actually now been there longer than Vinatieri? Yeah, it's, it's his ninth year or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with Des. Yeah, be a homer. Because okay. I am really, really happy about this. Really good contract for both of them. Des gets that guaranteed money he wanted. Uh, but at this point, we don't know what clauses $45 million are of it is guaranteed. So basically, the first and $20 million is a signing bonus. So the first half of that guaranteed money, just under half, is he's got it now. Yeah, well, you, so get, gonna, you get that the second you yeah, sign. He's going to have that on his first year. I think, the, and then his cap hit will be around the fourteen million dollar mark. So basically, he's going to earn all his guaranteed money in the first two and a half years. Then it's just down to a hey, if we want to cut him, we can cut him. So it's not a terrible contract for the Cowboys. It's not as if in five years' time they're going to owe him, you know. $40 million. Yeah, it's and, not backloaded. Yeah, exactly. It's a very smart deal. The days of those backloaded contracts are pretty much gone because it got every club into trouble. Well, they stopped doing teams that. were having to re, you know, renegotiate them and just keep pushing the money back to clear cap space. Like I remember when the Cowboys cut to Marcus Ware two or three years ago, Yeah, there was $18 million in dead money on his contract. You just can't afford to do that anymore. Um, Demarius Thomas... There was all that talk of collusion. The deals look very, very similar. <laughs> There's about two and a half million difference yeah, in guaranteed. Be, yeah, there might be something worth um, well, investigating there. Demirius Thomas's agent, the company he works for, is being bought out by Des Bryant's company's agents. Agents. So they basically are the same agency. So yeah. what's Goodell going to do? Oh, you colluded. Yeah. Well, we yeah we called. The two agents were in different offices next to each yeah. other, and they went, "Hey, what's Des getting? Oh, this much. Okay, let's make them the same. That seems fair. Yeah, so we don't, like, so we don't have to overpay. But what are they going to do? But the thing is, it won't be the agents doing the collude because they want maximum. They want as big a deal as possible, so they get more of a cut. Oh, you think the clubs? It's are the clubs. Well, what does it matter? Well, you, well, apparently they're not meant to do it. But your mate Jerry's basically been on the phone to, um, you know, who I'm thinking about. Great quarterback, Denver Broncos, John, uh, Elway. John Elway. John Elway. Yeah. Uh, saying, hey. I knew the whole time then, Richard. I wanted to see you squirm for thanks, a bit. Thanks, mate. We don't want to blow the cap apart. You don't want to blow the cap apart. Let's come in pretty much the same and they'll both sign. Is that illegal? Yeah. Is that against the rules? Yep. It's against collective bargaining agreement. Uh, it is. Okay. Well, let's let's hope that doesn't come out because the, well, that could be a big deal. The, you know, 
Tom Brady will probably get another four games for being involved. <laughs> well, no, he might have been involved. That's yeah, the problem. Okay. Here's the biggest one, though. Um, Justin Houston, linebacker, chief, six years, $101 million. Tell everybody how good this guy is. Uh, he's an incredibly good football player. Yeah. He's one of these... You, you think they're not rare, but a guy who can rush the passer like him, and it's not just all sack numbers as a pass rusher. You know, there's the quarterback pressures, quarterback hits. They take knockdowns. it all into yep. account. You know... There are guys that have 15 sacks for one year, like a Connor Barwin yeah, from Philadelphia. 22 last year. Yeah, 22 last year. Well, JoJo Watt's done that three years in a row. Yeah, but he's a freak. Yeah. He's a very good player, and he got signed like a very good player. I love it's $101 million, just because I'm, I'm sure Justin just didn't want... Yeah, I don't want too many zeros. In no there. one likes round numbers. Give me that one. <laughs> uh, very good contract, and very well-deserved. A guy who keeps his head down, has worked hard since the end of the league, came out of a monster draft that year. We'll go through that draft one week. It is an incredible draft, the players from that. Yeah, agreed. Uh, there's, there's some really interesting things out there. Uh, redrafts are actually good fun. We should do that one yeah. day. That's all for the news. Coming up next, we'll take a look at the AFC West. Broncos led the way last year. Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders are trying to catch up. We'll have a look at them next. led by the Denver Broncos. Last year they finished 12-4, and four, obviously made the playoffs, but new head coach Gary Kubiak and quarterback old man Peyton Manning, leader of my fantasy team. James, how do you see him shaping up? Look, to be honest, I've done a lot of research on these guys. Offensively, I don't like it. They've lost their starting left tackle. They traded away Ramirez, who played center and guard for them last year. And they lost their left guard to the Kansas City Chiefs in the division. In division. Oh, sorry, to San Diego in the division. I don't like it at all. Their center is a guy who's barely played a game before. They have one veteran lineman at right guard in Vasquez, and Manning's getting older. And how is he going to handle Kubiak coming in and running his system? Because we all know Peyton Manning has had pretty free will of what kind of a system he wants to run. He's pretty much been the offensive coordinator well, and play caller. not anymore, because Gary Kubiak's in, and his system has worked everywhere he's been. It'll be very interesting to see how it goes. You know, I'm, I seriously think they'll have a big drop-off. However, the only thing that could save them, their defense is loaded with some really good football players. Uh, Von Miller's obviously the, the head of that. He's great pass late. rusher, great linebacker. They've got the old veteran in Demarcus Ware, who I don't think will start. I think he'll, they'll use him as a pass rusher because they took Shane Ray, who was a steal yeah, late in the, in draft, the draft after he had a bit of pot pot problem. Um, and during the week, you know, there was they did the top 100 for the NFL, and Chris Harris and Akeem Talib were both left off the top 100 players in the NFL. I thought that was pretty rough. I'm not going to get deep into how they come up with that top 100. I think they close their eyes and throw darts. Yeah, because it's ridiculous. Some but of it's very off. Akeem Talib, what a journeyman. Oh, mate, he's found a he, home He now. gets around. I tell you what, I, I, I didn't like to leave much until I watched him one day play on Jimmy Graham from the Saints then, now Seattle, and he towed him up, pressed him in the box all day, held him up. I thought he was fantastic. Ever since then, I thought he's a gun. The only reason he gets moved around is he had a tendency to shoot his gun at his sister-in-law's <laughs> He's, had a, he's had a little bit of trouble in the past, but the back end, they're pretty solid. TJ Ward's a really good player. Um, Trevathan and Brandon Marshall... The linebacker, not the wide receiver, uh, are really great. They've got a lot of a lot of versatility up front. You, you know, you can see them bring in Ware, Ray, and Miller in pass rushing downs. It's a pretty hard 
um, hard hard front to face. Plus, Malik Jackson had a really good year last year. Looking I, to continue that. I think one of the biggest questions for the Broncos is the new offense. Oh, it's for those that don't know. Quebec runs a zone system with a lot of bootlegs. Yep. So the tight end blocks down, makes it look like a, a zone running play. He kicks out. You drag a receiver from the other side, and you send the receiver that's on the booting side. Yeah, and it sounds stupid. That the biggest question on this team Worked is right Peyton Texas. Manning. Oh, of course it is, and it's it's he's such a, a legend of the game. Yet at his age, and last year we all saw it fall apart for them late in the season when he got injured. Yeah. I watched the Broncos and my fantasy team fall to pieces. As and I his loved it. Duck ball throwing. He was terrible late yeah, in the he season. Was he had nothing. They haven't really added anything in terms of receivers. Manuel Sanders had a really good year last year, but they're going to rely on Cody Latimer, you know, a second-year guy to get something done. They got a couple of good tight ends, and you still got Demarius Thomas on the other side. Yeah, see, I, I just without Peyton Manning, if he's not at his best, I think this offense will really drop off. Now, a lot of people don't realize Denver's defense was number three defense in the league last year. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, they're a really good team. So. Look, I definitely think they'll drop down because I just don't have faith in Peyton Manning at this point. But, you know, I've, I've got them winning 10 games. Slipping back a bit? Yeah, 10, possibly 9. I've, I've, I've got them at 10 to be safe because I think their defense is really strong. But, not, uh, yeah, 10 games for now. Yeah, I think they're going to slip back a bit as well. No problems on the D, but I don't think they're going to score like they have in the past. And I'm still looking to... Trade Manning off my dynasty lost, team for anyone else Julian listening. Tom, Julius Thomas as Which well. doesn't help. He's a huge loss for them. Um, next, we'll look at the San Diego Chargers. Finished 9-7 and seven last year. New head coach Mike McCoy and quarterback will still be Philip Rivers. Um, something that caught me out when I was looking at these guys were they had a really a pretty solid top 10 passing offense, but their running offense was 30th in the league. Really? Yeah. I, and and well, they're trying let, to fix that by adding Melvin Gordon. Yeah, and they, they let... Trade, they trade up for Melvin Gordon? I believe they did. Yeah, and Ryan Matthews, they obviously let walk along with Eddie Royal. Um, and they, I think a couple of key things, they re-signed Brandon Flowers and um, King Dunlap. King Dunlap's a which really big re really important. for them. That's bought a good over, get. Bought, bought over Orlando Franklin, who's going to really solidify that O-line. DJ Fluker at right guard... Really, a top five. I think he was about third in the draft. They took him as a tackle. Uh, he really came on. I know he says all the time, but he really came on late last year. Going yep, into the his ultimate third crime, year. coming on late in the year. Yeah, well, he's going to his third year. He's a big, big dude. He's going to push some guys around. And this line is it's sneakily pretty good. But Darius Green's a really good blocker as well on the tight end. Yeah. Now, obviously, they're going to lose Gates for four games. Um, well, they need Green to step up. But Ladarius Green needs to step up. It's now his opportunity because Gates is getting older. If he steps up in those four games, I think you'll see them going away from Gates very quickly. Agreed. And you've got the Vets have got decent targets. I mean, yeah. Floyd, Allen, and Johnson. Stevie Johnson comes over from the Niners. He's had a real solid career. He's never had that sparkling sixteen hundred yard, twelve touchdown season. But he's consistently hovering between eight hundred and a thousand yards. He's never been a key target. Exactly. He's going to come and play that slot role. Um, Malcolm Floyd is a real big target and wide receiver, and Keenan Allen's just getting better and better every year. Plus, I really think Ladarius Green's going to really pick up his game this year. Yeah, I'd be inclined to agree. Uh, Rivers is a top 10 quarterback in the league. Yep. No problem at all. Um, And they've got a couple of little handy weapons around Gordon with um, 
Woodhead and, and Oliver. And He's Oliver. lightning quick, Oliver. Yeah, it gives you really. I think they got some really interesting things with those backs. They can do a lot of different stuff. Yeah. We all know what Woodhead can do. He's kind of a a poor man sprawls. He can get out of the backfield, catch a ball, get you that first down. He's got great hands. He's never putting it on the deck. He'll know his stuff inside out. Um, I know you still love him like I do from the Jets hard knocks. Oh, but why did they cut him? I think he can do it. Well, he went straight to the Patriots and was good. Yeah. Um, he can do a lot of different stuff. He said Oliver's the burner, and you've um, yeah, got a genuine every down back in Gordon. Yeah, look, th- this is my concerns with San Diego. Is it the defense? Listen to the players <laughs> that they lost in the offseason from defense. Marcus Gilbert, starting safety. Sharice Wright, starting corner. Dwight Freeney, starting outside linebacker, one of the best pass rushers of all time. Jarrett Johnson, starting outside linebacker. Uh, and then the rest are O-linemen, which oh, you can lose them. They're great. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> they've got no... They've added no one to Next fill those to roles. They re-signed Brandon Flowers, which is a really good signing. They haven't added... Oh, oh Jimmy Wilson, the corner. He's a solid player. He's not going to write you any meal tickets. He's okay. But they haven't added anything on the pass rush front. Melbourne Ingram is going to have to really step up for them. Their front seven... There's so many question marks over it. Nanto Tay is still trying to find his girlfriend. I don't know how he's going to play linebacker <laughs> for him. I was going to stay away from the Tao jokes, but all right, if you want to go there, fine. No, we always go there, Richard. You know that. The I think the secondary is actually pretty good. Eric Weddle's a really, really good player, but isn't he pouting about his contract at the moment? No, I'll let him pout. I believe he's ho- he's going to hold out from camp. So well, so, yeah, He'll be there on game day. Yeah, but because these are all... You know what happens when guys want to hold out? They stop getting paid. Do you know what happens? And then they have no money. When you have a leader of your defense that's not going to be there no, for some time, mate. it could get, hurt them. They'll get over it. I, I just, I really don't think that, you know, Verrett and Brandon Flowers are good corners, but other than that, I just, if you can't pass rush in this league, you're in real trouble. Yeah. My, that's where my concern is. That that front seven is just full of average players. Yeah. Kendall Reyes, will, you know, a, a first round pick, and, and Corey Liquet. The right end and the left end, they're both first round picks. They really have to step their game up, you know, four or five years in the league. But I just think Melvin Ingram's a guy who's going to have to step up. Yeah. If he can turn into a really good football player, again, another first round pick there. If he can turn into what he is, what, what he should be, then maybe they'll be okay. But they just need pass rush. Just quietly, though, Donald Butler, their starting inside linebacker, he's actually he's really underrated on pro football focus. He's a really good football player coming off a couple of injuries. So. Hopefully he, he turns it back around. Yeah, I, I actually think because I reckon that offense is good. I think they're going to get better. So I'm I'm giving them ten wins. Um, we'll see how the new coach and whatever can rally. Them. I have them at eight wins. Kansas City Chiefs also finished nine and seven last year, missed the playoffs. Head coach Andy, I need a cheeseburger. Reed and quarterback Alex Dump Checkdown Smith, who is <laughs> awful. Yeah, we all know you hate Alex Smith, man. You don't don't keep going on about it. What I like about this team is who they've added. They've added some really good football players. Obviously, re-signed Jason, um, Justin Houston. Big contract. Their defense is stacked, but they added Ben Grubbs on the offensive line and Tavon Branch. Now, he's a safety from the from the Oakland Raiders and in division. He's had a couple of injury woes the last couple of years. But before that, he was one of, one of the up-and-coming up best safeties. So I really think he's going to get his, his career back going again. I think you'll see him start at free safety. Hussein Abdullah will start at strong safety. Justin Houston and Tamba Hale are arguably the best pass rushing duo in the, in the NFL. Yeah. 
Dontario Poe is... If anyone hasn't seen Dontario Poe, yeah. Google him and just watch a little <laughs> bit of tape. He is the biggest man I've ever seen move at speeds he moves at. He's unbelievable. Um, Sean Smith, a really good corner. Their defense is stacked. Derek Johnson, middle linebacker, one of the more underrated players in the competition. Really good linebacker. But on offense, can they get a receiver to, catch to a score touchdown? a touchdown? No. Have you had a look uh, at them? Uh, look, hey, they've got an elite fullback, as Pro Football Focus tells us. But look, They brought look, over Jerry Macklin. I don't think it's going to matter. No, I think Jeremy Macklin will hurt them. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be good at all. They Alex signed Smith. Jason Avant to play to play the slot. <laughs> now, another thing if you want to Google, I love Google the Jason, Jason Avant, Avant song. Actually, Chris, Chris will throw this in. Have a listen to the Jason Avant song. It's fantastic. Jason Avant, he's the man. Jason Avant has got great hands. Jason Avant says, Avant, you catch a lot of balls, yeah. Travis Kelsey is the man for them. I think he needs to be Gronkowski-like if this offense is going to be successful. Jamal Charles is a really good player. Can Andy Reid use him better? That's going to be the question. Well, he seems to have struggled for a long he's time. He's usually their best receiver as well. Yeah, look. That's the problem. Uh, they they just... Eric Fisher, uh, former number two pick, really got to pick it up a left tackle. You know, look, Ben Grubbs is a really good ad for them. If Eric Fisher and Donald Stevenson, who are the two tackles, two young guys, if they can pick it up and play at a good level, um, Zach Fulton's already a really good player. I'm sure they're going to find another center before the season starts because neither of those guys are going to work. I think you'll find they'll find a guy out of the free agency there's plenty of them sitting around. Um, but if they can get that going, they'll be okay. I think Tra- Travis Kelsey's the man to watch. I think he's going to be a really, really good player. They lost, they got, they let Jason Fasano leave. Yeah. In free agency, which a lot of people said is a loss, but it's just going to put Travis Kelsey on the field even more, which I think is positive. Yeah, he's he's the every down. He's a every down guy. Yeah, he's a really good tight end. If Smith's all their problems, the uh, D, D for Kansas City is solved. Well, the for def- mine, the defense the D is great. They can't score enough. No, if you, every team you play, you know Smith, he can't throw outside the numbers. He can't throw down the field. Or sorry, he might be able to. He won't. Yeah, he I, just look, doesn't do it. I think they will get that out of him this season. I really think this offense is going to improve. I think Jeremy Macklin, although he's not going to have the numbers he had last year, he can make a difference in purely drawing coverage downfield because he's such a burner. But um, not not if you know he's not going to throw it to him. Well, that's just the thing. let him he, go. He needs to. He needs to start taking shots. If he doesn't, yeah, this team will be destined to be 7-9, and 8-8. Yeah, eight eight. I like the way Andy Reid goes about it. He knows his offense isn't that flash. So in the first half, you're ordered as an offensive player to never step out of bounds. Yeah, Keep that clock rolling. Shorten the game. They've got a great defense, so it keeps them fresh. Very defensive attitude. If if he won 7 nil, he'd be stoked. He'd take it every day of the week. And, Alex, and the reason he does that is because Alex Smith can't score. Yeah, and uh, look, it's... He's going to need to have a massive jump in improvement and have a really good year, which I'm under the belief they will. I think they'll win 11, possibly 12 games. I actually, Ooh, I have them winning the division. Four. I think these guys are going to win the division. And don't get me wrong, it's not all going to be on Alex Smith. I think this defense is, you know, dynasty worthy. It's a really good defense, and it yeah. has been for a couple of years. When you've got a defense that good, it allows for your really crappy offense yeah. to get away and they've got it. they've got a little guy called Jamal Charles who's a pretty good back. I think if, they, if he can get him a few players, he can make things happen. I think they can score. I hope he has a big year because my fantasy team will have a big year. <laughs> Bringing up the rear in almost 
every standing imaginable. Oh, Oakland Raiders, 3-13. and 13. Obviously missed the playoffs. New head coach Jack Del Rio and quarterback Derek... I got a Cannon Carr. Uh, where do you start with these guys? Um, I'm going to start with their draft. Okay. So I think you get arguably the best player straight out, Amari Cooper. Oh. You've got a guy who's got a big arm. You get him a big-time target. Yeah, he's he is... Potentially a once in a generation kind of guy, like like when Calvin Johnson came out. That's the hype there is around Amari Cooper. Uh, yeah. His numbers at college. I'm not a big college guy, but they were unbelievable. You couldn't you couldn't not notice what he did. Yeah, I, I think <clears throat> he, he's an out and out gun. Um, come back. They also they re-signed Charles Woodson. He's so old. He just he's he'll just be effective. The, he was their leading tackler last yeah, year by he, he's so just far. Always effective. Um, they also added um, a couple of rubbish running backs in Trent Richardson and Roy Hallou. Um And a couple of other things. I got Rodney Hudson from the Chiefs, as we mentioned earlier, Malcolm Smith from the Seattle Rodney Seahawks. Hudson's a really good signing. One of the, you know, definitely a top 10 center in the And NFL, it's good for a young quarterback to have a, a center. They're game. hard to find. And, you know, their O-line all of a sudden starting to look, starting to look okay. Yeah. You know, Don, Donald Penn's an older guy. He's not the answer at left tackle. But he's okay for right now. Gabe Jackson's a really good young left guard. Again, Cleef Barnes at right guard. He's an older guy. He's just a he's just a spot filler for now. And Austin Howard, another young right tackle. They're really quite a strong O line. Surprisingly, I was surprised when I saw how good their O line was. Yeah, and they also um, uh, let your man walk out their door, Darren McFadden, into the Cowboys' door, yeah, as we joke a, every week. What he's, fools! He's, um, Probably not even going to make the well, he will make the roster. He'll make the roster, I think. They signed Michael Crabtree. I'd be interested to see if he can re- rejuvenate his career. Yeah. There's one thing this team has. It's a quarterback with a cannon of an arm. If Amari Cooper can get his routes down, and from what I've heard in OTAs, he was already running what they call NFL, buddy routes. NFL yeah. routes. I hate that saying. Oh, but he's a guy. He can obviously play. He will be their number one starter, which will allow Crabtree to maybe get some things going. You know, Mikel Rivera might get something going at tight end as well. My concern looking no at this running team, game. There's no running game. Well, they're going to rely on this 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 young Murray who again he finished up okay last year. Looked promising. He didn't he didn't really put it. He didn't really turn it on late, but he I, was he was okay. There is not much there. No. That cupboard's bare. Yeah, it's not a great running back group. And um, that that that's a huge concern. If you can't run the football with a young quarterback. They're just going to tee off after him. Yeah. They're going to look to absolutely... And kiss. this, the other problem, their back end of their defense. Yeah. DJ Hayden's a you know, former, I think he was 11th in the draft, first round pick. He he really needs to show something. Um, <clears throat> they've got no one. Khalil Mack, up He's and coming superstar. Agreed. But this is the problem I have with this, with this defense. Justin Tuck's really solid defensive end. Dan Williams comes over from Arizona, big run stuffer, Alice, very similar. It, Mario, I think it's Mario Edwards Jr. Yeah, who they drafted. He's not really known for a, as a speed rusher. So when you look at this defense, who's going to rush the passer? So right now, the, the two biggest problems they have is they don't really have a pass rusher and they don't have a good back end of a defense. What's that going to lead to in your opinion, Richard? About 40 points a game. Exactly. That, <laughs> that concerns me. Yeah, they, they might be able to stop the run. They've put in some good pieces for that. Curtis Lofton comes over from, I think he was at New Orleans last year. 
Sam Moore's a good young linebacker, but there's nothing there that shows pass rush, and that concerns me. Yeah, the, it's just the amount of question marks on the defense yep. for Way mine. too many. And, and it's along with the offense too. Everything we said wasn't they have this, they have that. It's maybe, even Amari Cooper, he, he could be nothing. Yeah. Maybe he should be awesome, but you don't know. Yeah, and now I think, I mean, they were, they were 31st, in point, 31st in points scored last year in the league. They were 32nd in rushing yards per game. They were 32nd in total yards per game. And they've done a couple of things to address that, but that just makes the job impossible for the defense. Yeah, they, they the offense needs to do something. Look, the defense is no not very good either. I, I don't see them getting much better very quickly. No, I, I think maybe they'll win a couple more games at best, so maybe they get to five wins, I'm not sure. But I think what, what as a, if you're a Raiders fan, what you should be looking for is the development of Derek Carr. See if he can keep coming along, if he can get something going with Amari Cooper, because right there, at this point, that's your future meal ticket. Yeah, those two and Mac. Yeah, if, 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 if they can keep continuing, Mac's a guy they're already building a defense around. If Carr and they're... Looks like they're already building an offense around Carr with adding a receiver in the, early in the first round who, just quietly, how lucky were they that he fell to him, yeah. fell to them. What, he was a he steal. He's such a good player. So look, if, if I was a Raiders fan, I wouldn't be looking at wins and losses. I'd be looking at, let's see if Derek Carr... Can play 16 yeah, games. Let's see if he can play gag. 16 games yeah. and let's see if he, can, if he can look like being a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. They're still last for mine. They'll have a top five pick again probably next yep, year. Absolutely, they will. Maybe four or five wins. Yep, I agree, 100%. How do you have them finishing? I have... Chiefs finishing first, oh, it's a Denver finishing second, San Diego third, and Raiders way down at fourth. Really tough division to predict. Yeah, I, it's one of the most up-in-the-air ones we've actually looked at. Um, I think Denver's going to hang on. Peyton Manning will be the Peyton Manning we know. Um, I've got the Chargers coming in second. Uh, yeah, Chiefs third, Raiders last. <laughs> Lists are one of the best things ever to talk about because they're totally subjective. You can pick them apart, knock things. Mike Sander, this is the second year he's done this article. Um, he basically speaks to a bunch of league insiders. Most of them are coaches, usually defensive coaches he tries to get a hold of, um, either coordinators or secondary guys. Um, he asks them to project all 32 projected starters into one of five tiers, one being your quarterbacks who are elite, can carry their team week to week, contend for championships, so on down the end until you get to number five, which are terrible quarterbacks. There's some really good insight. If you go and have this article, if you're an, if you're an ESPN insider, go and check this article out because these guys are really frank because he obviously hasn't put their name to it. So they can be open, they can be honest. Some of the comments in there are, are really worth a look. Um, there's they, some blunt ones. There's, there's some, some really blunt ones, ones um, which makes for good reading. Do you think, just quickly, do you think any of the blunt comments are from the quarterback's actual coach. Oh, God, I hope so. God, I'd, I'd love to know great. who they were. If that be, came out, that would be, be brilliant. great. Um, straight off the top, um, in Tier 1, tied for first place is Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Uh, the rest of the top tier is Andrew Luck at 3, Ben Roethlisberger at 4, Peyton Manning at 5, and Drew Brees at 6. Yeah, look, the, two, the problem I have with this isn't necessarily where the players are ranked. It's the description of what the Tier 1 quarterbacks are, mm-hmm. which is tier one, tier 1 quarterbacks can carry their teams week after week and contend for championships without as much help. Now, 
Drew Brees didn't make the playoffs last year. Nope. Now, I know in the past he has, but he didn't last year. So he didn't carry his team. This is 2015 prediction. Ben Roethlisberger. What happened to them in the playoffs when they lost Levy and Bell? Uh, they crashed and burned. They fell apart. So yeah, but, from but what only, that description is... But only two can make the Super Bowl. Yeah, but from what that description is, Rich, it's about a guy who carried... Clearly, Levy and Bell carried the Patriots, the Steelers, and Drew Brees didn't carry anything. They didn't win enough games. They didn't even make playoffs. All a that... team with a losing record made the playoffs instead of Drew Brees' team. Oh, I don't yeah. like it. That, I don't like that description. Now, you can call me a homer whatever you want, but then you have oh, here it comes. Tony Romo at nine, <laughs> and I don't have a problem where he's ranked at nine. Oh, okay. That's not that's not too bad. It's it's prob- I'd probably have him, maybe have him over Drew Brees and Peyton Manning going into next season, but that'd be about it. Everything else is pretty fair. But they've got him in a tier where it says quarterbacks are less consistent and need more help, not good enough to figure prominently into a championship equation. Where would Tony? Where would the Cowboys have been the last 10 years without Tony Romo? If he doesn't carry yeah, that team, the I don't know is. what is. But it's then for the 2015. T- but the tiers are wrong then. Might, the, the description of what the tiers are No, what are they're are saying wrong. is Tony Romo last year, Christ, you're home, you're driving me nuts. What they're basically saying is, and I like him, is he's a really good player. But that running game was a huge part of their success and will be again this year. So it's not you know it's not in the it's not taking in the past account. No, it's for this year. Then how is Peyton Manning ranked five? Because that's what defensive coordinators think. Yeah, see, I, there's a couple I don't like. Aaron Rodgers definitely number one. But I feel a bit sorry for Geno Smith all the way down at thirty-two. It's but hard to feel sorry for him because it's he a sucks. little bit harsh though. You're telling me you wouldn't take Geno Smith over Matt Cassell, Brian Hoyer, or Josh McCown? No. Nope. This, you, you wouldn't take him over them. Mate, I've, I've, I've ridden the McCown train. I want no interest in that. Exactly. So you would take Geno Smith over them. Oh, no, he's hopeless. I'd take Geno Smith over Jake Cutler at this point. You know what, The funniest thing, if you have a good look at this list, Geno Smith was 32 last year as well. <laughs> <laughs> you can't yeah. even get out of the basement with a bunch of rookies coming so, in. So, fair to say that the execs don't like him. Look, really good list. There's just, it's the descriptions. The description of the tiers I have a problem with. It says there's a fifth tier, but no one used it. It must be all those um, guys battling against, you know, Hoyer, yeah. Cassell, yeah, Smith. No, yeah, no one used them, so... See, where's Johnny Football? Down at 40? Down at, is he even a quarterback anymore? Uh, what about Teddy? Teddy? Tied for 23rd in the fourth tier. Um, yeah, where, but you look at the names in front of him. Sam Bradford, Nick Foles, Derek, um, Jay Cutler, Derek Carr, Andy Dalton. Jeez, Carr's high. I'd jump them. Carr and Andy Dalton are at the same level. Yeah, see, Andy Dalton, that's just harsh. Which it, see, it shows what people obviously think of Andy Dalton. Insiders think, yeah. yeah. A, a similar to what the whole world thinks of him. That he's not going to get it done. Um, all in all, pretty pretty good list. They're all in the pretty pretty much in the right spot. Matt Stafford, I think, is a bit high. He he gets. He I don't think he's that good at all. I'll leave you with this last thing about Matt Stafford. Basically, someone said if he had landed in Green Bay or uh, New Orleans, somewhere like that, with an elite coordinator slash coach, he could have had that kind of production. Yeah, I, I guess it's been really difficult for Stafford only having Calvin Johnson to throw to for a few years. You know, he's just an average receiver. So Good he's target. A, he's, a, he's had a pretty tough life over there. Let's move on, Rich. All right, coming up next, we'll take some Twitter questions. 
Twitter questions. Always good to uh, get a little bit of feedback from the fans. Uh, if you do have any questions, be sure to send them to us at SEN America. Uh, use the hashtag SEN NFL Podcast. That way we can find them nice and quick. Um, from one of our favorite lister- listeners, Jaquiz Watermelon at RB Watermelon. Who plays more games this season, Johnny Manziel or Tin Tebow? Oh, definitely Johnny Manziel. I don't think Tim Tebow will even make the roster, will he? Uh, they got four in camp. How many do you, will they carry? Two or three? Do you think? They'll carry three. So it's out of him and Matt Barkley for third. For yeah. the third QB. I think Tebow will probably get that third spot. Um, but he won't get in games unless the other no, two get injured. I don't think so. I, look, no, de- definitely Johnny Manziel. Who's he competing with again? Hoyer. Bunch of nobodies. No, he's not with Hoyer. Who's no, he's, he's, he's on, on the McCown Oh, he's on train. the McCown. He was with Hoyer last year. He couldn't beat out Hoyer last year. So, yeah, look, I definitely Manziel, yeah. 100%. Everyone will work out how um, how good McCown is in about two minutes. And, I, I, and my I man, hope, Johnny, will be in. I hope Manziel gets to play a few games. That, and for my mind, they should be throwing him in there and saying, you know what, Johnny, unless you're hurt, you've got 16 games. Yeah, let's let's see what you can do because they're not winning Super Bowls anytime soon. Not with McCown, they're not. Yeah, let's let let's see what he can do. Um, the watermelon has a follow up question: Who's the biggest homer, Dave Damashek or James Arthur? Pretty simple answer: It's James Arthur. You're kidding me. Next Twitter question comes from Matthew Mackay at Matthew Mackay. Over or under sixteen hundred yards for a pissed off Adrian? Oh, can I say that? Yep, getting the nod. You did. Over or under 1,600 yards for a pissed-off AP this season? Mm, under. All-purpose? All-purpose or rushing? No, let's do both. Over all-purpose? Yeah, way over. Yeah, I don't think he'll get... I think he'll be around that, but I think he'll be just under 1,600. That's a lot of yards. It's probably the the mark. If they yeah. do and Teddy goes all right... Oh, they'll be, if, if they do that, they'll be winning 11 or 12 games, I'd say. Their defense is solid. Yeah, I think they could be... Um, yeah, that new contract. Yeah, who knows? Damn I think that could be all right. Terrible contract. Um, that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for downloading. Uh, you've been listening to the SEN NFL podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at SEN America, and also now on Facebook. Just search for SEN America. Give us a like there. You'll be able to keep up with all the information. And of course, head on over to sen.com.au forward slash US Sport to find all the podcasts. Uh, I mentioned last week the brand new. MLB podcast uh, has launched. You can catch up with it on a Saturday. It's recorded on Saturday mornings. We're going to have a little little bit of a listen to it at the end of today's show. For James Arthur, for our producer, Chris Tyler behind the glass, I'm Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy the MLB podcast. The Hall of Fame is something that's always it's been a bit of a thorn in my side over the journey about how they people decide who should and who shouldn't go into the Hall of Fame. The moral police seem to get involved a lot of the time and decide who's of good character and how they uh, should or shouldn't go into the Hall of Fame. But the inductees for this year, 2015, I don't think there's any question about these particular men. Is Pedro Martinez will be going in for uh, Boston. Craig Biggio for the Houston Astros. Randy Johnson, who decided to go in as a Diamondback if the player uh, plays for a number of different clubs, he gets the choice of which club he felt better at and wants to represent in the Hall of Fame. So so Randy Johnson will be going in as a D-back. And John Smoltz from the Atlanta Braves pitcher, he uh, is going in a course with the Atlanta Braves. Do you think the... uh 
the uh, Mariners are feeling a little bit chastened there wow. with the big yeah. unit. Yeah, and what was it, 10 plus? Yeah. 10 plus with the Mariners? Well, he scared me as a kid when I first went over with Seattle at 18 to see that guy on a treadmill after he was just pitched with the massive ice bag on his shoulder, the yeah. big long mullet hair. <laughs> He's 6 foot 10. Yeah. And yeah. he just, he was angry riding a, a treadmill. Just the look, it's, I think it's painted on his face just yeah. to be angry. He'd yeah. drive his Hummer in to the, club room, uh, the clubhouse, but park it on the, the nature strip in front of the door because yeah. he didn't want to walk from the car park. Yeah. Just covered in mud. He'd come back after the game perfectly <laughs> clean, all gleaming. It was amazing to see. But he can't wash a timber. Automatically, I think you step in the bucket because you think it's coming at you to be able to get your hands yeah. through. Um, but as you said, Joseph, he releases that thing halfway too. It's like he's yeah. putting it in the catcher's glove. <laughs> like you don't get a chance to swing it because he just passes it in. Yeah. So it's just it, to, to have that ability. That's what he. And then, then you have that ball leaving the left-handed hitter, or the slider going away. I mean, oh. it, it's, it's at you. Well, John Cruck in the All-Star game when he flipped his hat backwards, the helmet backwards to face him. He didn't want to be up there. He's like, I come to an all-star game. He was not even in the box. This. Yeah. He wasn't even in the box. He was like four, <laughs> was four feet off the plate. <laughs> You're getting ready to go out. You want to get in the mood. There's a playlist for that. You move to the beat. You trip over the dog. You're not dancing anymore. You open the Medibank app and find a physio. We live in an on-demand world, and now your health insurance comes on demand too. Download the new Medibank app today.